This is Gavin Richards. Cambridge 105 Radio. It's a great pleasure to be joined this morning by England and Great Britain hockey player Tess Howard, who grew up in Cambridge and she's recently been named the Changemaker of the Year at the Sunday Times Sports Women of the Year Awards. Good morning, Tess. Very good morning. Yeah, Welcome back. You. to you're, you're back home in Cambridge for Christmas. I am. Back to the roots. Back to your roots. Now, just give us a little bit of a, an overview of your achievements in hockey because I mean, you've, you've just achieved amazing things, but... Uh, Tell us where, where you've come from and where you've got to in hockey. <laughs> uh, well, I started off, um, you know, I guess guess maybe just from where I left school. Uh, went, to the, went to the Perth and then uh, went to Durham University and everything was sort of... I was playing under 18 England, under 21 England. I was, I was, um, I was just sort of playing because I loved it and that was all. And then I went to the World Cup in 2018 to go and watch my now future... Well, now current teammates yeah. play and I had this rush of adrenaline and I was like I want to play on that stage I want to go to the Olympics and three months after that I was selected for the Champions Trophy senior team and at age 19 after first year at uni I had my my debut it's been sort of a, a whirlwind five and a half years since then that's um, when you had your revelation <laughs> to go professional basically yeah it was a huge moment and I I don't know what happened but it was like some sort of spark of energy came within me and I thought if it's strong enough that I feel it now it's going to it's going to carry me through and, and the dream started and then you you really sadly missed out on the Tokyo 2020 Olympics which were of course played in 21 but uh, you sadly missed out on that due to injury didn't you yeah 100 days before the Olympics I ruptured my ACL which is uh I think it's quite quite uh high profile injury now um I like to think it's quite a elite group of people who get it um but yeah it was it was a year out of rehab and just had the the thought of playing at the Commonwealth Games in my mind as my as my rehab focus but you more than came back from that uh, sort of setback I guess to uh, to to score in the Commonwealth Games last summer how, how did that feel it was it was unbelievable I talk about the the feeling of of the of the wall that's what we called it the huge stadium um that was played at birmingham and just the crowd's roar uh we we were after we won the the gold um we sang wonderwall to the wall and it felt like it felt yeah it was it was an incredible experience and just to be at a tournament like that after the year that i had had and to play a part and create history for the first time we 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 won it and so and at a tournament on your on your home turf in, in England as well. It must have felt pretty special. Yeah, there. and to do it a week after the Lionesses had won the Euros, it was just like, this is the summer of women's sport. Now, the recent award at the Sunday Times Sports Women of the Year, that I, I suppose puts the icing on the cake for a piece of work that you've been doing for a long time, uh, and that's the uh, the sportswear, the Inclusive Sportswear Initiative. So shall we, uh, just, let's get a bit of background on, on, on this initiative, which is really amazing. Sure, um... It all started with my dissertation at Durham. Uh, so I ended up splitting my year when I went into the full-time GB programme and I did my degree over over five years. And when I did my dissertation, I thought, okay, what do I want to study? And I was just, it just sort of hit me all at once. I was like, why are we still wearing gendered uniforms if we train in shorts every day as hockey players, as elite hockey players? Why are we training in shorts and playing our matches in skorts if clearly, ergonomically, you would never run a marathon in a skort, let alone a pencil skirt, let alone 
um, what we were wearing. So it all came from that, why are we still gendering uniforms from school all the way through to elite athletes? Yeah. And it was a much bigger question around the gendering and sexualization of female athletes in sport. Um, my research was was quite alarming because it found that not only are gendered uniforms having an impact on let's say societal pressures of girls their body image but on their participation rates in sport and that was the key thing and so i i linked the fact that we had to wear these uniforms to girls dropping out of sport in teenage years and over 70 percent of women had said they'd seen girls drop out of sport because of sports kit and body image and i just thought how can we still be having uniform policies that are deterring girls from wanting to play sport if the whole purpose of sport should be just to play and enjoy and feel free so i created inclusive sportswear to try and tackle that issue systemically because it's not a girl issue it's a systemic mm. issue and it all started i thought well if i'm going to try and create systemic change then it all starts with my own sport and and that's that's what i did this summer is, is change our regulations and so you presumably had quite a hockey focus on it but uh, i guess it's going to transcend beyond that into into sort of you know permeate into into sport more widely would, would be your aim i guess that is the absolute aim for me to make it systemic um so hockey changed its guidelines so previously you could only wear skorts in in hockey as as a as anyone and now you have the option to wear shorts or skorts in the same team and adding that same team is the most important bit because it means that there's choice and everything that inclusive sportswear is about is about creating choice and comfort in sport so if we could do it and i think i think the biggest concern was not that we we would wear shorts because we we train in them every day so everybody knows they're more comfortable it was the tradition we were up against the constant the constant um pressure to be this ideal woman that in sport that is feminine and has to look a certain way and all the pressures that go along that when you're on tv and in the media and i experienced those very personally it so it was about who was going to be first and my teammates got together and I presented them this idea that we would be the first to do it and it was like yes okay let's be the first ones to do it because if we can do it then the grassroots can do it schools can do it and then hopefully other sports like gymnastics like netball like cricket and tennis can explore their own uniform and about what what will actually have both a performance and a participation impact and what's your assessment of where things are at in terms of equality in sport more generally at the moment? So obviously, the, the ladies' football game has come an enormous distance from, I guess, a very sort of wide gulf between that and the men's. But, uh, you know, wh where do you see things at at the moment and what, what do you think could happen next? Well, I think it's, it's the fact that the women had to win the Euros in 2022 to get the attention that they do yeah. deserve right now is kind of sums up where the where the women's and men's games are it's it is so drastically unequal it's it's hard to even put into words but in some sports it's getting much better and in terms of sponsorship like we just had this um we had the the most recent news that said that this the next year women's sport as a whole i think it is grossing over a million a million pounds so it it it's clearly an investment worth taking for any sponsor um in hockey we're lucky that we're funded very fortunately by the national lottery um and so that's equal that's men and women's 
both programs at GB, which is full time, are funded equally. Um, but then when you get into the nitty gritty of sponsorship and brands and you know car sponsorship and things like that, it's, it just sorts that hides get, various inequalities. Yeah, presumably, it starts yeah. to get a little bit more under the radar. So I think generally you just need more transparency about what an athlete is and how much influence they have, and that it doesn't matter if they're male or female, they are still having that influence. And the amazing success you've achieved with the Sunday Times Award, presumably that now gives you a, a an even greater platform to carry on your excellent work. Yeah, the aim is to launch, officially launch the Inclusive Sportswear Charter in November next year at this this big event that I'm imagining everybody who's everyone in sport will want to be at because it will be um, a huge celebration of what it means to be inclusive through kit policy. That's for brands, for schools, for clubs and for national governing bodies. And um, I just hope that it will have a ripple effect through the sports industry so that we we approach sports kit in a different way, have a different attitude to it, especially in schools where you are you have a person's whole life in sport so delicate at age 10, 12, 14. And if something is going to stop them wanting to continue playing sport for the rest of their life, that's a health issue, that's a mental health issue. And I think if we can just put the purpose of sport back into the sports kit policy then i think you could see a huge amount of change in in enjoyment really powerful words and not just the sunday times but you've had some exciting news from the telegraph haven't you hot off the press hot off the press (laughs) can you believe it the uh yeah they named me as one of the top 50 women most influential women in sport i think i was number 36 and it's just a bit bizarre because mary 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 Earps is number one and billy jean keem's number two and i'm like how am i even in that list that is crazy (laughs) i mean mary Earps has won the 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 bbc sports personality of the year i mean do do you think the i think that's two years in a row we've had a a a female winning that do you think the the tide is turning now yeah two lionesses bethany last year which uh, we we were there as a england hockey team um celebrating there with them um yeah, I mean, the tide is definitely turning. I think, I just think the authenticity of female athletes is just something that that people want to get get behind. They want to get to know them. And there's always been this like, okay, so they're a female athlete. What else do they do? And now I think it's like, they're a female athlete. That is, that is really cool. And, and it's just that. Well, well done with the uh, the Telegraph being num- number 36. That's no, no mean feat in the most influential uh, sports women of, of, of the moment. Uh, it's an Olympics year next year, isn't it? It's Paris Olympics, Paris 2024. What would it mean to play for GB in that for you? What would it mean? <laughs> I'm Where guessing quite start? a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we have to qualify in, in January, so we're going to Valencia for a tournament. And once we get that qualification, I'll put everything that I can to, to be in that team it's uh, playing for GB. I mean, just to sum it up, our values as a team are inspire the future, be the difference and create history. And I just feel like they they inspire, those values inspire me every day. And so I just want to be part of a team that, that goes and performs in that Olympics in Paris. And your long-term ambitions in sport? My long-term ambitions. I always said I wanted to leave great britain in a better place than i found it and it's quite hard when in 2016 they won the gold medal at the olympics but um whatever i can do to to be part of a, an era of, of strong great britain hockey 
It's a real privilege to welcome you to the studio today, Tess. Amazing success in sport. Cambridge should be very proud of you as one of their own. Um, do you want to know your elf name? We've been talking elf <laughs> names this morning. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Let's yes. end on a lighter note. Well, we need to know your name, which is Tess. We know that. What what uh, what's your month? What, what birthday? Sorry, January. what month is your birthday? In? Okay. Well, that's, yeah, this may this may come as a disappointment, but your elf name is Pudding Plum Bottom. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Mine was Snuggles McJingles. <laughs> so we've been uh, we've been doing guest and uh, oh, listener al- alpha names this morning. Uh, you've got a Christmas song nominated for us, haven't you? As well, I do. This is goes out to my teammate Fiona Crackles. Who this is her favourite song. And uh, a couple of days ago, we were having our last Christmas Eve, 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 Eve um, training session, and we played this right at the end. Thank you very much indeed for coming in this morning, Tess. Thank you so much. It's the most beautiful time of the year. Lights fill the streets spreading so